Apocalypse Rock. Chapter 12. Dr. Hubble's Secret Sauce. God damn it, Dr. Hubble growled. What's going on here? Doug woke with a start. He had passed out again on the patient bed in the small consulting room of Sternum Island's Health and Wellness Center. The burly Dr. Hubble stood over him. His bushy gray eyebrows were arched, one hand tugging on his voluminous white beard, the other hand jammed in the pocket of his doctor's smock. Around his neck clung a stethoscope, and over that swung a pair of binoculars. Dr. Hubble was a keen bird watcher and had taken to integrating his hobby into his daily work. A large window in his office overlooked the little village, its surrounding forests, the harbor, and a foam-capped sea that opened up into the distance. If an interesting airborne specimen caught his eye, Dr. Hubble would often drop what he was doing, rush to the window, and peer out through his binoculars. I must have fallen asleep, Doug slurred. It appears so, replied Dr. Hubble, giving Doug's head a critical glance. Lucky you haven't gone into a coma. Hubble had been the island doctor for decades and hadn't changed much since he started. When Doug was a kid, he always thought Hubble looked like a shabby shopping mall Santa Claus who had somehow grifted his way into the doctor racket. Doug would catch a whiff of spirits whenever Hubble showed up. Maybe it's the disinfectant, he would tell himself. Doug was shirtless and cold. He reached up his hand, still wrapped in the grimy bandana, and lightly touched the bruise on the side of his head. Hubble grabbed Doug's wrist and pulled it away. Hey, no touching until I've finished, he scolded. And after fixing your head, I'm going to check that hand of yours. If you thought the bite was bad, that trench dressing will finish you off. Hubble found a dark glass bottle with a small handwritten label taped to it. There's something I whipped up at home, Hubble told Doug. A mixture of arnica and tea tree oils, plus a little secret sauce. The doctor daubed the pungent oil all over Doug's head. The strong minty alcoholic aroma quickly filled up the consulting room. Doug felt nauseous. And does our intrepid Constable Sweetland have any thoughts about what might have happened? Hubble asked, unable to hide his dislike of the lawkeeper. Indeed, for as long as Doug could recall, Hubble had held an equal animosity for every police officer that had ever been stationed on Sternum. Not yet. He wants to interview me about it again. I literally have nothing to say. I just blacked out. I don't know where this being attacked idea came from. Yeah, just can't tell these days. Times are changing, people are changing, islands changing. Doug looked up at the wall in front of him as Hubble rambled on. Hanging there was an assortment of different colored t-shirts, each emblazoned with the text, Sternum Island Health and Wellness Center. Wrapped around a map of the island, which was surrounded by orcas, eagles, and deer. A ragged piece of cardboard had all sizes, $35, including tax, written across it in black marker pen. You sell many of those t-shirts? As you know, our market is pretty small. But it's still nice to get that extra cash whenever. 
At least the tourists buy them. Not at least the ones who manage to drag themselves in here. Hubble finished bandaging up Doug's bruise and moved on to his hand. God damn. Hubble muttered on, unwrapping the bandage. Did you disinfect this? The skin surrounding Ramsey's teeth mark had gone red. I didn't really have time, Doug replied meekly. Hubble scoffed, then dulled the bite with his pungent oil. Doug winced as Hubble bandaged his hand. The doctor tossed the bandana across the room, glaring at it with disdain as it plopped into a garbage can. Now, you call me if this gets any worse. You have to check it regularly, like at least a couple times a day. Let me know if it gets more painful or starts to look infected, like pus, black stuff and whatever, okay? Doug nodded and sat up. Another thing. This morning, before the whole blacking out thing, I had a kind of waking dream. Hubble narrowed his eyes at Doug. There's a person in it reading me a poem or something. Hubble's eyes stayed narrow. Go on. And then right before my blackout, I was reading something online. It was word for word the same, like my dream predicted. Say no more, Hubble interrupted, holding his finger up. I'll up you on the yellows by uh, 25 milligrams. Then we'll see how things go, okay? Right, okay. Hubble gave Doug a whack on the back and laughed. Doug caught another whiff of disinfectant. You going to the meeting later? Hubble asked as he pounded his sausage-like fingers on an old computer keyboard. Doug nodded. You seen the proposals? Oh yeah. Those Golden Years guys are a bit more ambitious than what you peg on a bunch of hippies, right? Replied Hubble. I don't know. Maybe it'll bring in some more cash to the island. Who knows? Hubble hit enter and his keyboard jumped. He rummaged around a desk drawer as his antique printer slowly came to life. I've seen a number of patients from up there recently. Bought a lot of our t-shirts too. Hubble seemed satisfied with that particularly. Let me tell you, a real mixed bag up there. Hubble continued rummaging in his desk. Very polite and smiley, but it's hard to get to know them. They're really into martial arts of some kind. Judging by the number of injuries, these guys are serious. What do you mean? Doug crossed his arms to keep warm. Well, let's just say there isn't a muscle or ligament that these guys haven't messed up. On bruises. Yikes. Had to make a whole vat more of my secret sauce. Hubble shone a light into each of Doug's eyes. No idea what they're doing up there. But these are some weird-ass hippies. I mean, some of them need some serious painkillers just to walk straight. And I've probably seen a few dozen of these folks. That many? No one else has seen them around apart from you, I guess. Why haven't we met them? Oh, I guess they keep to themselves, Hubble said as he returned to his desk, pounded his keyboard some more, hit enter as if it was a nail. From what I can tell, most of them get to sternum on a private boat. Come off at Lee Point, and up the trail to Costa they go. Same with supplies. So they pretty much avoid us all here in the south. I've only ever done house calls with them. The printer finally cranked out a piece of paper. Hubble folded it in half and handed it to Doug. Your meds. What's it like up there? Asked Doug, crumpling the paper into his back pocket. Uh, I haven't been to the retreat itself, but the old halfway house. Got a little camp set up there now. 
don't want me up to the main retreat, insurance or something like that. So they've all been living in the halfway house, asked Doug. Like dozens of them? They got lots of tents set up around it. Then they use the cabin for meditation meetings and stuff, explained Hubble. I sat in on a few. Real good if you're into that stuff. You know, I guess that Sharon's met a lot of them. He continued. She's gone to all the meditation meetings. I had no idea Sharon was involved with them, replied Doug. She's never mentioned it anyway. So actually, at least some people from Sternum have met them already. I guess she fills her prescriptions at the pharmacy too. Hubble stood up. Okay, all done. Come in tomorrow for a follow-up. Call me if anything gets worse. Doug put on his shirt and sweater. You think their projects will get approved? He asked Hubble. Stands a good chance, I think, Hubble replied. But looks of it, they have money, and they'll spend it here. We need it, you know that. Doug nodded and glanced out the window. The wind had picked up, and the trees opposite the health center rippled in the air. I'm going to guess it'll be unanimous tonight, Hubble continued. I mean, how can we say no? Rock is written by me, Nate Pitsinski. For more, go to apocalypserock.xyz. Thanks for listening.